five seconds. He's going to throw it. Howard leaps. He has it. Touchdown, Carolina. Back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go. Snap back, spot down. The kick is cleanly away. It is good. And it's Wilder with yes, a 54-yard field goal. And how about them Tar Heels? They do it. Here's Kupak. Gives off to Amos. He's good. 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 He's Jordan back to kick, it's blocked again, picked up, it'll be a touchdown Carolina for Bracey Walker. He blocks his second punt and scores his second touchdown of the season, it's 14 to 13. Mr. Jordan meet Mr. Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26, heading to the far side, Gio at the 35, Gio, he's at the 50, no he's not, yes he is, Gio, he's gonna take it for a touchdown. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. We welcome in from the Houston Chronicle, it's Adam Coleman. And uh, Adam, um, you know, you're you're in one of the best football states in the country. I mean, right now, I, I think it's probably the best football state in the country. And it's just, in, in my mind, it's fantastic that we get to talk to you as a, the North Carolina Tar Heels a team that cover, or a group that covers them, rather, um, you know, because we have not really been in the state of Texas in a very, very long time. But Mac Brown went down and got a guy from that area, from Missouri City, Texas, in Malik Hornsby, committed about three weeks ago now. And, uh, you know, when you look at Malik Hornsby, you know, there are some things that he's going to have to really work on when he gets to the college level, especially when it comes to putting on weight and, and, and getting up to a size that, you know, will be able to sustain some of the hits that you're going to take at that level. But, you know, what is something that you really like about this young man and what you think could make him really successful at the college level? Yeah, I, I love Malik. Um, I love watching him play. He's just so dynamic, you know, and and this is just kind of he, he kind of has that part for the position at quarterback that you know you can't really teach it's just he's dynamic athleticism um some people may watch him and they say you know what he's really raw you know but you, you just look at him and sometimes a lot of the time he's just gonna out athlete you on the field you know he's gonna he's gonna jump over you he's gonna run past you and he's just a supreme athlete uh, he runs track and if anybody uh, doesn't know uh, much about Fort Ben Marshall High School, I'm out here in Missouri City, Texas. Um, it's it is a, I like to call it it's a track and field school that happens to be really good at football too. They are they are a great track and field program, and he gets a he gets a lot of he gets a chance to display a lot of that um, athleticism on the on the track as well. But man, he's just you know strong arm, strong arm, very smart quarterback, and he's just a dynamic athlete. And I think. You know, along with the size, I think you bring up a good point there. But along with the size, you know, getting with a guy like like Mac Brown, he's going to to pick up even more tools that's going to help him refine his game and complete him as a complete quarterback. And I, I just think it's a great fit with Mac Brown. And I understand that you know North Carolina, they probably haven't dipped into Texas a whole lot, but with a guy like Mac Brown, you know, it's just such a great fit just because Mac Brown knows what it takes. He knows what kind of athlete he has. He knows what he has. 
um, uh, in Malik and you know Mac Brown can give Malik those other tools to, to take his game to the next level but Malik already has so much going for him I mean he just and he just plays it every time on the field he already has so much going for him and it's just that he can just take over a game if he needs to he seems to always make big throws especially in the playoffs I thought he was much better in the playoffs mm-hmm. um, and, and as he was in the regular season um, in the games that he played but uh, he just stepped up big time for Marshall he was the difference between that Marshall team just having a pretty good season and having a great season and of course they got to the state championship game and they finished just uh, state runner-ups well, his straight-line speed is definitely something that's great. I mean, you talked about it. He was a guy that was actually part of that track and field team, and he was actually the guy that ran the final leg of the 4 by 100 So he's got a lot of speed, especially for a quarterback. You know, when I look at what he might be able to be, there are a lot of people that want to say that his comparison is Vince Young because of the offense that they think he's going to play in. And I see it a little bit, but I feel like he, he might be a guy that is more similar to Lamar Jackson. Um, maybe if he does develop into that type of a passer, maybe a Kyler Murray because his speed really is that much of a difference. Is that kind of where is the area where you see him landing? Because I feel like Vince Young wasn't quite as dynamic of a runner as Malik is. Malik can really fly. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you know what? You, there's a lot of truth to what you just said, and I think there's a little bit of each of those guys you just mentioned in, um, in, in Malik. And I have heard Vince Young, and you know, we're out here in Houston. Vince with Madison uh, here in Houston, Texas. He is near, near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. So. I think some people might get scared or, or a little apprehensive when, when we start throwing around comparisons to Vince Young. Right. But, you know, to, to, to your point, uh, you know, Vince was a gamer. You know, that that was the biggest thing that always stood out about Vince. Vince was a gamer. He enjoyed the big moments, playing in the Astrodome, beating the big-time teams. You know, he was a big name, and I see a little bit of that in Malik where he just shows up and he balls out, and he's not afraid of the moment. I think about the Corpus Christi Cal Allen game um, for from Malik this year. That was a big time game, you know, where where Marshall was, you know, they were kind of struggling a little bit because Cal Allen, you know, was uh, if anybody is not familiar with Cal Allen, they run the triple option and 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 you know, kind of one of those offenses that are difficult to deal with, almost like facing Navy or Army, mm-hmm. and it was it was difficult to deal with, and then. You needed a few moments of brilliance from Malik, and Malik found a way to do it, and he did it at the perfect time in the third and fourth quarter. And I, I see that resemblance. You know, Vince used to do stuff like that all the time, and I see that resemblance from Malik, just that big time gamer. And then you talk about Kyler, you just talk about the speed. Like, you know, the, you know, Kyler's just hard to catch. It's, just, it's, you know, defensive linemen and linebackers are cast trying to chase him, and Malik is that kind of guy too. He's gonna just outrun you. You know, he's just gonna outrun you. But, you know, we we can't. He has an arm, you know. He has an arm. Uh, you know, we, we can't we can't forget about that as well. He has an arm, and and he's a guy that can kind of. He's a very strong arm. He can fit. He's a very accurate passer. He can fit it in tight windows. The tools are there. You know, the tools are there. And I think you say Lamar Jackson. That that might be. When we talk about somebody recent and his size, he's kind of a little bit of a taller kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know Kyler Murray is a little shorter. That that might be a pretty good accurate uh, comparison there. Um, and just because he has the tools. You see the tools all the time. He has the tools. And I think somebody like Mac Brown can just take that to the next level 
And again, it's just such a perfect fit, you know, uh, for him in North Carolina. Well, I know that he's entering his senior year, and I think of something that a lot of people probably don't know about him if you just go on to Max Preps and look him up. You know, he did start last year at Fort Bend Marshall, but he also started two years at Austin High School before transferring. So this is a guy that has been a starting quarterback for a while now. That experience is paying off. So when you talk about Raw, I think, you know, really a lot of people are just looking at his size. He, he does have a, a good amount of experience. You know, is he a guy that you believe in the state of Texas can lead his team to a state championship this year? Which, in some states, some people may say, well, how big of an accomplishment is that? But I don't think we need to say anything for the state of Texas. Is there a chance that you think he gets it done this year? Oh, yeah, no no doubt, no doubt, man. I Actually, uh, it, it, last year was great. He came in, and like I said, he was the difference between, you know, that Marshall team, was already good last year. Mm-hmm. And then he came and just took it to another level. You know, that Marshall team, without him, probably still could have got to deep into the playoffs, you know, five rounds or so. But, you know, with him, it was like, okay, this team can get to the state championship and win the state championship. And I think that the same expectation um, is fair this year. I think he can absolutely come in and get that team back to the state championship game. Um, and it's gonna, and it gets tough once they, as they get deeper. There, there might be some different faces this year. And their biggest competition, uh, when you talk about deep and around, is teams like Alito. And, and I know uh, teams like that are familiar to guys out there. But, you know, to your point, it is tough winning a state championship in the state of Texas. I mean, there's there are a handful of playoff brackets in the state mm-hmm. where you're going through a gauntlet, you know. And, and you're going through, you know, high-pressure situations. And, and you're in a game where there's D1 athletes on both sides. Um, of the field and on both teams both got both teams have guys going major D1 programs um, and, and you got teams with history teams with great coaches in this state winning a state championship it is nothing to sneeze at um, it, it's not it's not a situation where you know you, you're playing just a few teams and there's only three rounds you know it, it, it's, it goes five six rounds deep state championship is at uh, uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas mm-hmm. it's on TV everybody's watching you know uh, 50,000 people in the crowd it's, it's a lot of pressure so I think a lot of kids who play in this state um, are prepared for that moment you know they are prepared for that moment when they get to college and they're playing in front of the large crowds and they're playing on TV and they're playing when everybody's watching and they kind of have to get used to you know being the man on campus and being the man on camera all the time and answering all the questions well Malik is kind of already going through that you know he's already dealing with a lot of media not just recruiting media but us here at the Chronicle and, mm-hmm. and other outlets you know so he, he's a guy that's playing in a situation at Marshall that is preparing him uh, for uh, ACC football you know and, and preparing him for being a D1 quarterback at a program like North Carolina so he's you know I think he is very prepared to uh, not only match uh, what he did last season but get that team back uh, to the state championship game and, and try to finish the job Talking to Adam Coleman of the Houston Chronicle, the last thing that I will ask you, 
you know, Mac Brown was a guy that, of course, in his time at Texas, he recruited the state of Texas very, very well. I know that, you know, one of the main things that people were concerned about in the state of North Carolina was the fact that a lot of the younger recruits and a lot of the new high school coaches wouldn't really know Coach Brown. Well, he jumped on the scene and has made some really good impressions very quickly. I've seen that he started to get into Texas a little bit more. It also probably helps that Tim Brewster, who was the tight ends coach at A&M, is on the staff as well. Do you see, just from being out and around so far during the summer and maybe at some of the prospect camps, that there is a little bit of an impact already from Mac Brown coming back to North Carolina? Or are there guys in the state of Texas now that you think are maybe looking towards North Carolina a little bit differently than they did when Larry Fedora was there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, that kind of goes back to just Mac, to Mac Brown and, and Coach Brewster, who, who definitely made a lot of headway in Texas A&M mm-hmm. um, under, uh, you know, uh, Coach uh, Fisher's staff. But, you know, it's, it's it, with, with a guy like Mac Brown, it, in Texas, he's a name. Mm-hmm. You know, people respect Mac Brown. People know Mac Brown. He was a coach at Texas for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, he doesn't have to go into high school coaches' office and introduce himself. Like, you know, he's a celebrity here, you know, and and I think that plays a lot. And, and I can understand the notion that, well, you know, kids from this generation aren't fully aware about about Mac Brown. But, you know, sometimes I don't think we give kids enough credit. You know, honestly, I, I don't think we give kids enough credit when it comes to the history of the game, mm-hmm. when it comes to coaches and, and following who's who and who's what and, and knowing the big names. And I think these kids know Mac Brown. I think these kids respect Mac Brown. Uh, these kids definitely, if you're out of Houston, you know Vince Young. You know, and if you know Vince Young, you know Mac Brown. You know, and you know about that Rose Bowl moment. You know about the USC. So, you know that, and I know a lot of those kids were, were young, much younger when that stuff was happening. But we're not that far removed from that moment. And these high school coaches have an incredible respect for Mac Brown. So he walks in, and Brewster was already, you know, recruiting the state heavy. Mm-hmm. So he just, you know, it's just him with with baby blue on, you know, instead of maroon. So, you know, it it's familiar faces that high school coaches already know. So. There isn't really a large bridge to, 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 to gap, and, and you know, and then that trickles down to the players, you know. So that they're, they're making an impact, and I think players watch other players too. I think that's another thing too. Players watch where other players go, and you know, a guy like Malik, he's one of the highest ranked players in this class. You know, I think kids are gonna see that. You know, what I'm saying the kids are gonna be watching that. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay, Malik, you know, Malik's going to North Carolina to see how that goes, we'll see how it works out, and then things like that are gonna kind of ring legitimacy to uh, what Mac is doing and, and kind of help rebuild his name a little bit here in the States. So I think kids are going to be watching what Malik is going to be doing and, and um, they're going to be really excited to see kind of how it all pans out over there in North Carolina. Well, we, we hope that we can get down into that football-rich state of Texas and it seems like Mac Brown is getting the recruiting turned in the right direction. So yeah, it could be a name that you're hearing a little bit more among some of the high school guys over the next couple of years. So uh, I know everybody's going to want to keep up with what's going on with Malik because there's a real chance that this could be the future quarterback of the North Carolina Tar Heels. So um, where can they follow you guys on Twitter so that they can make sure they can keep up with everything Malik Hornsby when it's high school football season? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, my Twitter account is uh, at Kron Coleman. That's uh, C-H-R-O-N-C-O-L-E-M-A-N, at Kron Coleman. But uh, we'll, we'll tweet a bunch more about Malik 
uh, from our uh, high school account. It's uh, at Houston Cron HS. Um, you can find us on Twitter there, and that's our high school account. We tweet everything high school, um, you know, from, from that account. And, of course, once high school football rolls around in August, uh, Malik will be one of the bigger names we'll be covering. So it'll be an exciting season. Just it'll be one of the bigger names uh, in the Houston area. So a lot of people are very excited to see um, how he finishes his uh, high school career. Well, we'll definitely be following that uh, Twitter account as well as yours, and uh, we'll be keeping up with everything that's going on with Malik Hornsby. Hey, Adam, thanks for joining us, man. Um, talk a little bit about him, uh, giving us a little more insight on the guy that could be the future under center in Chapel Hill. Um, yeah, uh, we'll have to get you on down the line, especially if he makes it deep in the playoffs, which it seems is very possible. And uh, who knows? Hopefully we'll be seeing him close out the season on, uh, on television um, with a chance to take home a little bit of hardware before he comes to Chapel Hill. Yeah, absolutely, man. Anytime you guys need me, always happy to join. Thank you. All right. Adam Coleman of the Houston Chronicle there. So, uh, yeah, what we, that's exactly what we're hoping to hear from a guy as successful as Malik Hornsby has been early on in his career. And uh, as I mentioned, he's a three-year starter going into his fourth year at the high school level. As Adam told you, Fort Bend Marshall made it very, very deep into the playoffs last year. They went all the way to the state championship game, but did get beat. This year, they are one of the favorites once again, in large part due to Malik Hornsby. And uh, we'll keep you guys updated on everything that goes on with Malik, as well as all of the other recruits on the 2020 recruiting trail, as well as 2021, 22, and 23, whenever we get updates on any of those guys. But this is part of the 2020 uh, prospect. I I don't know what we're going to call it exactly. We'll get to it. We're going to introduce you to all of these guys through some of these interviews with a lot of these guys that cover you know, in the local area. So right there, we talked to the Houston Chronicles, Adam Coleman. He covers Malik Hornsby. He's in the area that covers Houston. Um, We're still trying to get someone for Jacoby Criswell, but when we do get someone from that area of Arkansas, we will have that up. The Charlotte Observer's Langston Words Jr. is a guy that is going to come on and talk a little bit about each of the prospects in the area. It's going to be a little more broad, not quite as honed in as we just were there with Adam because we are focusing on six guys instead of just one in the Charlotte area because Mac Brown, well, he's knocked it out of the park here in this area. We'll also ask him about one of the key targets, Trenton Simpson as well. That should be up later on today. And then, of course, down the line, we're going to hope to get somebody on from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to talk about Trey Zimmerman, John Copenhaver, the tight end at Roswell, both of those guys um, play at the same high school and then of course we got to talk about the hottest name that the Tar Heels have committed in the 2020 class right now and that is the wide receiver Josh Downs who has sailed up the rankings for both 24-7 sports and Rivals.com so he is on fire right now we will be definitely getting someone 
on the line from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're hoping to find that out uh, hopefully in the next couple of days and we'll get that up. And then we're also trying to hit up someone from the Richmond Times-Dispatch to talk a little bit about Ethan West. So all those will go up. We'll even put them all in one big edition of the podcast so you guys can go back to and listen to those. But we will have each of them separately as well for you guys. You can also go online, check out the blog. We've got plenty of great stuff on there, including Jacoby Criswell's commitment article. We'll talk a little bit about why even though the Tar Heels did land Malik Hornsby, who we just talked about here, landing Jacoby Criswell is also a very good move and strengthens what could be the ACC's best quarterback room in the 2020 season. We're going to have a big edition of the podcast coming up where we're going to break down all of that, talk about the Tar Heels' early schedule release, and much, much more. That'll be sometime later on next week, and we'll let you guys know just before that comes out to keep an eye on on the Heel Tough blog website, the Heel Tough blog Facebook page. You can go there, like, and follow the Facebook page so you can see everything. You don't miss out on anything. That means you don't miss out on any articles. You don't miss out on any posts. You don't miss out on any of the no huddle updates, which is the new thing that we're doing on Facebook. It's great. It's pretty much just like a sports flash, but we only do it once a week because, well, frankly, there's just not enough news to do it every single day around Tar Heel football. But once a week, we'll sit down, put together a video, and let you guys know everything that's going on with Tar Heel football. We've done it for three weeks now. And they've been a huge hit. So make sure that you guys don't miss any of that. You can also follow us on Twitter at Heel Tough Blog. If you want to follow my personal page, Anthony Pagnata, you can just search that if you really want to. Or if you want to do a little bit less work and just get straight to it, you can just type in at Future Tar Heel on Twitter and that will get you exactly where you want to go. So make sure you stop by the website. That's www.heeltoughblog.com. That's heeltoughblog.com. You can scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. You can find that area where you can subscribe to the newsletter. And when we send out those emails, we'll send them out when we put out a lot of our articles. We'll also send out some email reminders to let you guys know some things. And we got some big time events that are coming up later on this year that we'll let you guys know about as well through email. You can get all of that by scrolling down and typing in your email down there and hitting subscribe. So once again, we want to thank Adam Coleman from the Houston Chronicle for stopping by and chatting with us today about Malik Hornsby. Keep an eye out for all of the intros to the 2020 class where we will preview what we're going to get from some of these guys that are committed right now. And we'll also hit on, like I said, a couple of key targets. We're not going to focus on too many of those. We're going to focus on the guys that are committed, but we will ask a couple of guys about some of the other guys that we're targeting in the class and what Carolina would get from them if they were able to land them. So want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. Oh! <laughs>